been a magician. She was four years older than me and took me under her wing as soon as I was old enough to walk. I was her assistant in our backyard magic shows. I've been sawed in half more times than I can count. Our parents thought it would be just a hobby for her, but she grew her birthday party entertainment career into full theatrical performances at distinguished concert halls. She was in the peak of her career when one day, She disappeared under very mysterious circumstances. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but it sounds more elegant than being killed by a drunk driver. The driver had slammed into the gas tank in her car with such velocity that the whole car went up in flames within seconds, and everything inside was burnt to a crisp. My parents couldn't bear to go into her apartment so I had the unfortunate task of cleaning up her things to put into storage. She lived in a small one-bedroom apartment filled with show posters and overflowing trunks of magic trick accessories. The apartment looked more like the storage room of a museum than a living space, probably because Sarah was constantly traveling and was rarely at home. I stood in the middle of her living room. In one hand, I held the bottle of vodka, that gave me the courage to even be here in the first place, and in the other, a plastic bag of my sister's possessions found at the crash site. The only things that managed to avoid being incinerated were an old vintage top hat she wore at every show and a gold friendship bracelet with our initials that matched the one on my wrist. How these managed to be ejected from the car window into the ditch, yet not my sister, was something I couldn't accept. Of course Sarah would save a stupid magic hat instead of herself. I sat down on the couch, and a cloud of dust flew up around me. I took a swig from the bottle and placed the bag on the coffee table. The top hat rolled out onto the floor. It was a classic magician's top hat made of silk and felt with a white band around the base. My sister found the hat at a small thrift shop back when we were traveling on her first road tour. I thought it was a cliché but she had to have it and included it in her wardrobe at every show since. She incorporated it in her act as well and in the most stereotypical fashion would pull rabbits out of the hat. I picked it up off the floor and ran my finger along the smooth brim. I always wondered where she kept all the rabbits or if it was the same rabbit. 
She always smiled and said a true magician never reveals her secrets. I didn't see or hear any rabbits in the apartment, though. She must have borrowed them from local pet shops on the road. I placed the hat on my head as I leaned back against the couch. The room became fuzzy and out of focus. I rubbed my eyes to attempt to fix my vision. I only started drinking when I arrived here. I couldn't possibly have the spins already. I felt something brush against my leg. I opened my eyes and looked down at my feet. My vision came back into focus. I saw a black and white rabbit nibbling at my shoelaces. There was a fuzzy outline around it that glimmered against the living room backdrop. Hey sis. I froze and looked at the wooden trunks across the room. My sister Sarah was sitting on the top one, surrounded by a pile of rabbits. All of them had the same hazy outline as the rabbit below me. I was wondering how long it would take you to figure it out, she said as she stroked the rabbit in her lap. Sarah? I was in shock and must have been hallucinating. Are you a ghost? I didn't believe in ghosts, but the distorted glow surrounding her drew me to that obvious conclusion. No, not a ghost. She hopped off the trunk and placed the rabbit on the ground with the rest. It's me in the flesh, she said, striking a dramatic pose, just like the one she did on stage. But you were killed in the crash. There were only ashes left inside the car. You couldn't have survived that. The police said, breathe, sis. I don't look like a pile of ashes, do I? She reached out to touch my hand, but I pulled it back quickly. Something didn't feel right about this. I tilted my head forward to rub my eyes again, and the hat tumbled off my head onto the floor. I looked up and the room was empty. No sister and no rabbits. Sarah, where'd you go? I ran into the bedroom to see if this was one of her silly, vanishing acts, but the bedroom was empty. I must have imagined it all. Grief is a powerful emotion, and I was sure my brain was trying to heal from the trauma of her loss. I picked the hat up off the floor and placed it back on the coffee table. The inside of the hat had the same fuzzy distortion as I had seen earlier. I reached my hand in and was able to go all the way up to my shoulder without touching the bottom. I removed my arm quickly, terrified. Maybe this was a magic hat after all. I placed it back on top of my head and jumped when I saw my sister back in front of me with her furry assistance. Don't take off the hat. It's the only way you can see this layer. What do you mean, layer? It's a real magic hat. No false bottom and no secrets up my sleeve. This is the magic layer where the rabbits in my hat live. No, this isn't real. Magic isn't real. You were just really good at illusions. You had a great sleight of hand. I touched the top of my head, and the hat was still there. Magic is real. I'm real. I sent myself here to escape the crash when I saw that car coming. I was in disbelief. A real magic hat was even less probable than Sarah being a ghost. I put myself here by throwing the hat out the window at the same time as I tethered myself to these rabbits. But now, I can't figure out how to get out of this lair. You threw yourself into a hat? 
Sarah, that's not possible. You're a figment of my imagination from lack of sleep and the trauma from losing you. My inner subconscious is projecting. She grabbed my arm. Her skin was warm and alive. I know it's hard to believe and I'm sorry to put the family through this, but it was the only way I knew how to survive. Her golden, hazel eyes I knew so well stared into mine. Sarah smiled with calm and assurance. I looked down at her hands touching my arm, and her sweater sleeves creeped up as brown fur stuck out. She noticed me looking at it and retracted her arms. Is that fur? Please tell me that's not fur. I don't know. I think it's the spell that's keeping me here. It's only made for rabbits. As she said this, her nose transformed into a wet pink ball and long whiskers sprouted out from the base. Help me, sis. I started to back up and almost tripped over the coffee table. What am I supposed to do? You're scaring me. I need you to take the hat off, reach inside, and pull me out. I'm not a magician. I I can't do your tricks. What if it doesn't work? I trembled, and tears started to pool in my eyes, as I thought I could possibly lose my sister a second time. She grabbed my arms and pleaded, Please try, sis. Please. Two stubby protrusions popped out from the top of her head. She was growing ears. I couldn't look at her anymore and took the hat off my head. She disappeared once again. I needed to do something. I needed to help my sister. I quickly reached my hand in and grabbed the first thing I touched and pulled it out. A brown rabbit came out wiggling in my hand. I placed it to the side and tried again. I felt another furry lump and pulled out a rabbit again to my dismay. Where did she go? After the fourth rabbit, I placed the hat back on my head and looked around. A few stray rabbits hopped around, and my sister was nowhere to be seen. I took the hat back off and sat on the couch defeated. I wasn't a magician. Why would she trust me? The rabbits I had pulled out of the hat hopped around the room. I reached for the vodka bottle that was still on the coffee table. I started to cry as I took another swig. One of the rabbits nuzzled against my leg. I looked down, and it was the brown one I pulled from the hat first. I picked it up. I'm sorry I couldn't save her. I hugged the rabbit and dug my face into its fur as I cried. Don't cry, sis. I'm here. My sister's voice rang out. I looked up and turned the rabbit around. It was smiling at me. With my sister's hazel eyes. We hope you enjoyed this spine-chilling story. For now you're stuck in strange territory. Wherever you go, the bizarre will follow through mysterious fog and eerie hollows. You can't hide behind brick and mortar when you're lost within the spooky quarter. The Spooky Quarter features narrator Megan Daniels, story host Johnny McCone, and story editing by Melanie Daniels. 
The Magician's Hat was written by Megan Daniels.